welcome to the return of backing paper for September of 2020. That's right, it's become so infrequent, I'm giving up on numbers. Let's just go to a month. That seems like a good plan to me. Um, it is a delight to be back here with the prospect of some emails to read. Uh, but I can't read emails on my own, so I have got two superstars with me to help get through them this evening. And that is the wonderful Claire Marie Bailey. Claire, how are you? Good evening. I'm fine, thank you, and lovely to be here, as usual. It's a delight to have you here. It's been a few weeks since we last got to catch up. It has Fabulous. been, it has been. <laughs> um, so it's good to be back. And somebody who it has not been a few weeks and therefore it is significantly less fabulous to see, but still fabulous in its own special way, it is the lovely John Whitmore. John, welcome back. Hello, thanks for having me again. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't found a way to disconnect you from this call yet, but one day I'll find it. Uh, sadly, no... <laughs> Sorry, John, go on. But I said I'm here permanently. Yeah, you're just always on the Skype call. You never <laughs> hang up. Um, sadly, no race this evening. I, we'd really hoped that the whole team would be here just for a catch up this evening. But um, Rachel's laptop, uh, I think, more or less exploded. Um, so that's a, a sad thing, especially as she had tons of video editing and stuff mm. to do uh, but hopefully what we're hoping is that um rachel's going to record us a little something uh telling us all the stuff that she's got going on she's got loads of cool stuff going on and we'll drop that in later in the show um so uh, yeah let's hope that that happens anyway guys um claire as i said it's been a several weeks since we last caught up how have you been i've been i've been well thanks graham um i've been busy um like like we all have um so I've been out shooting and um, we've had a spell of, of, of lovely weather. So I've tried to try to make the most of that. And um, yes, yeah, so I've been out shooting um, 35 mil and Polaroid. And I had an epic day last Saturday um, where I was literally zooming from one end of the island to the other and back again. Um, because I, I, I had um, I wanted to do some shots by one of the bridges. And when I turned up, um, the light the light wasn't positioned quite enough where I wanted it. I did some images, then I went to the other side of the island um, and had a disaster because um, it was quite windy and um, my, through, through sheer laziness really, rather than using my sturdy and robust tripod, I was defaulting to my light travel one and so um, I went to an area, took some images, there's quite a lot of wind where I was and um, lo and behold, over goes my tripod and my camera died. Oh um, no! Yeah, so that was that. So then I rushed home, <laughs> um, got another camera and rushed back out to the other side of the island again. So so that's been good. I've been shooting um, uh, a lot. The other thing I've been doing is actually considering um, looking into wide angle lenses. So if anyone's got any recommendations for me, I'd be I'd be really grateful. Um, it would be for a Canon, uh, Canon film cameras. And I'm debating between a 17 millimeter or a 15 millimeter wide angle lens. I was even considering dropping down to 10, but I thought that might be like too fisheye. I don't know. Mm. Um, so I'm sort of thinking um, the Cohen brothers, no country for old men. Um, they're beautiful, uh, you know, they're wide angled shots. So yeah, looking into wide angle lenses and um, the other thing, um, we were talking about earlier is I've bought some fractals, some prisms um, that I want to use. And because they're handheld, I've been kind of trying to solve problems of how I can, um, ha what sort of contraption I can have <laughs> 
that I could attach them or hang them from in, in front of my lens so I can continue with self-portraiture. So I've been busy for that. And I'm also um, keeping my fingers crossed. Um, I'm due to go to Italy um, the first week of October um, because I'm in the um, ISO 600 um, Instant Film um, Festival there. Um, and that's in Bologna. So I'm hoping that I am a, so far it's okay, but obviously everything's still a bit precarious with the, the COVID situation. So preparing for that really, yeah, busy. That, that is busy. A um, couple of quick follow-up questions. Um, what was the camera that you murdered? Oh, the camera that I murdered, it was, um, I was using on that um, shoot, it was a Polaroid One Step plus camera which is light anyway yeah. and then on top of a light a light um tripod because it is a man like a manfrotto travel tripod um i suppose i was asking for trouble and where i was as well it was gusting and i and, and, and what it sort of flashed through my head your tripod might blow over here and um i try you know i tried to move it and do different things and then it went and you know i thought never again but i thought that'll teach me um to, to stop being so lazy and, and going for like a lightweight, uh, my lightweight tripod all the time and start going, I've got a solid, robust one uh, and, and you know, go for that really. But I've had a week of things, you know, Rachel's laptop's died, my laptop died a couple of weeks ago as well, my camera's died. Um, and I was saying before, wasn't I? I, I jinx. I, yeah, I think I'm like a slider because watches stop on me, alarm clocks go off, you know, computers go funny. I'm sure there's uh, something in my kind of, I don't know, electricity that puts the, yeah, puts the jinx voodoo on things. But yeah. Yeah, so my poor camera died, yeah. Uh, I, th that is the new one, right? Or, or one of the newly made yeah, ones? Yeah, it's one of the... It's not the late... I think they've brought another... They, I think they've brought another one out since, but this was um, one which had a, a few features and you can... Um, it's got one of those connectivity apps, a Bluetooth app, so you can... Um, I can use basically a self-timer from my phone um on that what that camera yeah uh, whereas other ones i i use you know uh, different self timers for them yeah well at least it, at least being a new camera it can be replaced more easily um yeah yeah the other question i want to ask you guys uh, you said you were looking for lens recommendations for a canon it was that canon eos mount yes yeah cool beans well yes then write in people with your suggestions for what claire should be looking at um because there are a few choices aren't there i know that there are a few um chinese lens manufacturers as well that do some not too expensive very wide angle lenses so i'd be really interested to hear what people have uh, experimented with uh, what cameras that you shoot claire um, well, I've got a couple of Canons. So I've got like the, I've got my Canon um, 300, it's not particularly expensive. And I've got the Canon, you know, the AV um, system and the AE systems. Mm -hmm. um, so I just be um, grateful. I have got a um, on 10 as well. Um, but if anyone's kind of uses their kind of wide angle, uh, uses a wide angle camera frequently, um, or could, you know, email us in and give any recommendations, I would be really grateful. Like I said, I I was looking into it and I was like, hmm, 17 millimetre or, or 15, I, I don't know. So you you really don't think that it's pretty, it's on the super wide end of things, not just... Yeah, I think so. Um, I think, like I say, dropping down to 10 might be a bit, 
a bit too much um but yeah super wide that's what I, that's what I'm thinking that's what I've that's what I'd like to invest in so yeah I'm I'm please please let me know what you think John have you got any suggestions off the top of your head uh no I shoot Nikon down I, I I don't know the widest lens I've got I think is 28 mil mm. um uh and that that does feel very wide. So, like, I don't, what what are you thinking of going to, Claire? Seventeen, at least cool. seventeen, That's seventeen good. or seventeen or fifteen. There's going to be massive fish eye on that, isn't there? Uh, no, not necessarily. Well, I'm I'm sure I'm sure some people will write in. Simon, well, Simon's not going to listen to this until the year twenty twenty five. So, um, but yeah, I think there are some lenses out there. So either canon eos mount or is it a canon um the uh f mount was that the one that was on the i can't remember anyway um or uh, you said you also got uh, an om or an om which you far more delightfully call it an om 10 um, <laughs> i know i call it om, 10, om. Yeah. <laughs> it helps you keep calm um yeah yeah it's Be like quick. is it an icon or an icon yeah yeah cool beans okay uh john how have you yes. been since i last spoke to you <laughs> Uh, yeah fine <laughs> i just I've, I've been sweating in my shed recently oh. it's uh the, the sun's come back out hasn't it which is great yeah. and all but yeah this, the shed's been really hot and i've got um i don't know if i mentioned on the last show i picked up that copy camera that i'm hoping to be able to do like 20 by 24 um large format like paper negs with and but i've been using it as a kind of copy stand for digitizing my prints the lighting setup on it it's got four 500 watt bulbs so when i turn those on and it's hot in here already it's it's getting messy um so yeah i've just been coping with that at the moment but finally digitizing my prints yeah it's a lot um when we spoke last week when we were chatting with ethan um I know that you had planned, you and Ethan had planned to do a Dark Shed Live uh, today, Tuesday as we record this, for the launch of his Kickstarter. But um, for reasons beyond yours and Ethan's control, um, everything kind of came in screamingly hot on that. Um, so that hasn't happened yet. But you are going to be doing it on Friday. Is that the plan now? Yes. Yeah, we've, we've got to organise um, a time because we're hoping to have another guest involved as well. Um, so it, the Kickstarter launched, but it was a day later than mm-hmm. he was planning. Um, so yeah, it's it's up it's up live now, and if you're interested in it, I'd recommend like just just to watch the video at the very least because he does like this rapid run through of what the mongoose is in the amount of time it takes to digitize the whole role. It's quite entertaining. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll I'll do a live um, YouTube stream on Friday with him discussing the mongoose lovely stuff lovely stuff well shall we dip in then to the uh as it's mentioned in this first heading the bulging sack of email it's not bulging but it's definitely got more in it than it has had should we dip into these emails let's do it (laughs) all right uh this first one is from kieran picken who writes in hello sunbeams i heard graham's pain on this week's podcast about the current dearth of correspondence and it's one of my habits that just when people think it can't get any worse i'll write them a letter 
a strong start. As it so happens, I've got something vaguely relevant I can add to Graham and John's discussion about developers. I've been wanting to have a good rambly musing on the difference in developers I've started to notice, but for some strange reason, whenever I try to call my normal friends about it, they're never available. Strange. So I'm going to tell you all about it. Since I started home developing, I've stuck with ID11 for three reasons. As John says, it's cheap. I also shoot mainly Ilford films and ID11 is a recommended developer for them. Finally, as it's a powder, it stores practically forever, so I can buy a few one litre packs and be confident I won't run out when I suddenly have about three rolls that need developing at once. In general, it's really good and economical developer, especially because maximum sharpness usually requires a 1 plus 3 dilution. And if anyone's just getting just starting to do home developing and not sure what to get, I definitely recommend it. As you said on the podcast, it's basically D76, but I find ID11's a little cheaper in the UK. But here's the thing. I have discovered a new developer which I think is better than ID11. Adox FX39 2. I love the names of these developers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got some when I'd shot some ADOX CMS20 and needed their specialist developer for it and popped some FX39 in the virtual basket at the same time because of Nick and Trick's enthusiastic endorsement. The negs from some Delta 100 are the most beautiful I've ever seen. Sharper, even less grain, lovely tones. FX39 2 for the win, I say. By the way, if you've never shot CMS20, it is just draw-droppingly beautiful. A link print to it here, so I'll put that link in there. It's on Flickr. I'll um, have a look at that in a bit. Um, on the, just briefly, on the subject of F FX39, uh, I think that is a film developer that is particularly recommended for um, T-grain films. So the Delta would obviously fall into that, and um, Kodak T-Max films. Um I don't know uh, about ADOC CMS, but um, it is a developer that was... Because <laughs> I've been shooting with Ilford's Ilfosol originally, and then I said to the chap at my local... Oh, I want to try something else. And he said, oh, why not try um, FX39? And uh, I think I probably used about a thimbleful of it, and then five years later, I ended up just getting rid of it because I just never <laughs> shot enough of that kind of film. So, um, But uh, yeah, not a knock on the FX39, just on my shooting habits. Uh, continuing... I thought I'd weigh in on the Pixelator too, since it's the topic setting the film world on fire at the moment. Although, if the Pixelator sets your film on fire, you are probably using it wrong. I agree with John that it really holds the negs flat, and that it has been my that has been my biggest bugbear when trying to photograph negs. The surround being pure black also makes it easier to correct in Lightroom or GIMP when inverting, etc. I also agree, it's a bit fiddly to set up at first, but it took around 15 minutes to do my last roll, largely because I'd just finished developing so I hadn't cut it into strips for filing yet and I could just do them as one long roll. I find you don't have to lift the whole device off to move it along. I've taped some masking tape along the bottom to make a hinge so I can just lift it slightly, shift the frames along and reset it quickly. The big issue is that I don't have a copy stand, so setting up the tripod each time is a right faff. I think a copy stand is essential if it's going to be part of anyone's regular workflow. 
Also, if you're trying to do a 6x12 neg, good luck! In the end, I gave up and just used my document scanner. I think you'll need around a 28mm lens for it. Very, very lastly, can I have a ruling on my cheap shots camera? Here we go. <laughs> because my Nikon <laughs> F5 uh -huh, was a present from my long-suffering partner, combined birthday, anniversary and Christmas. And I already had the lenses for my D7000 and F801S. Uh, so technically, I think it's free. So I can use it for challenges, right? I don't have to use the Holger. The F5 is just so beautiful to use. Hope all the sunbeams are well and not smelling too strongly of fixer. Perfume idea? Niche audience, but a good stocking filler. All the best, Kieran Picken. Um, okay, so uh team. The Nikon F the Nikon F5. Uh, John, uh, Nikon F5. Yeah. Suitable cheap shots challenge camera. Oh, I <laughs> I think if he knew how much was paid for it. <laughs> the answer would be no. Um, just because he got it for free doesn't mean it was purchased for free, does it? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, I am going to say, hell no! Hell no, it's not okay. And you you knew that, Kieran, which is why you wrote in and you put it at the end of your very long, very nice email thinking you could sneak that bias. Absolutely not. If your Nikon F5 is worth under £30, I'll buy it off you for £40 um, and, then, and then I'll use it. Um, no, I'm sorry. You get your Holger loaded up and you get out there and you shoot something on the theme of music uh, because, yes, I'm afraid the Nikon <laughs> F5, we... We at the Sunny 16 podcast try to be very tolerant and inclusive of many stretches of the uh, Cheap Shots Challenge <laughs> rules. Yeah, you're sticking to the, I was going to say you're going to stick to the rules rigidly then. Well, I mean, listen. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think that's even, that's rigid. Yeah. There's a degree yeah. of flexibility, but Nikon F5 is pushing so, okay. so. I mean, this was a combined birthday anniversary and christmas present um i would imagine it's probably one of the most expensive cameras that you can currently buy in terms of secondhand uh, slr so uh no kieran and you knew that when you came here and asked us that question and um listen <laughs> just just <laughs> use your holger no more complaining um but uh also very jealous of you having a nikon f5 i'm sure it is absolutely lovely i know how nice my f3 is um and i'm sure the f5 is at least two times <laughs> as lovely as that that's the way that works um yeah uh, on the pixelator front john have you had a chance to use mm. yours anymore since the last time we spoke about it um i put a large format neg on to try and work out what extension tubes and lens i would need for that but i didn't actually do a proper capture with it i just did some tests just to get it all lined up um but yeah i i, I agree with everything that he's, he's kind of said in that. and i think that's it's, it's the that's the reality of using it isn't it like the fact he's got it down to 15 minutes i think is pretty quick um by like not cutting the like your roll up, uh, if you can do it like that, that will save a bit of time. And what's else did he say? Oh, I've made like a little hinge with some masking tape. That's a great idea as well. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay, cool beans. Yeah, when you um with your four by five neg, what lens did you end up using for that? I, I think it was a hundred and twenty mil. Um, it's an enlarger lens right. that I'd put on 
reversed. Because uh, I, I got some reverse mounts in for flight that's normally used for like macro photography, isn't yeah. it? Um, so yeah, I've been experimenting with those. Okay. But yeah, I, I need to get a copy stand. That's what it comes down to. Is is exactly right. It's like setting, trying to set it up on a tripod uh, over a table or a chair every time is unrealistic. I need a permanent setup if I'm going to go ahead with that sort of like digitization. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're still persevering and and experimenting with it, and uh, we'll look forward to more facts. And um, uh, yeah, I suppose the problem with the six by twelve neg is that to get far enough away to, from it and get it all to fit in, it, it, that must be the issue, which is why the wide angle lens is called for on that. Um, but twenty eight mil lenses are fairly ubiquitous, at least. So <laughs> I'm not sure that makes it better or not. Um, Okay, uh, this next email, we've actually, so we haven't got so much an email here, it's a little audio thing, because we've got the first of our Cheap Shots Challenge entries is coming, which is very exciting. Um, the cheap current Cheap Shots Challenge is music, we'll have that uh, after <laughs> at the end of the show, we'll find out how we're all doing with that. Um, and Billy Sanford has written in uh, with his pictures. Um, but before we get to the pictures, I will put in the little bit of audio that Billy has recorded for us right here. Hello everyone, Billy Sanford here with my inaugural submission for the Cheap Shots Challenge, this time the theme being music. Uh, since it is my first submission, I bought a Vivitar 460 Zoom for $9.99 and a roll of Fomapan 200 for $3.89, so all in about just shy of 11 pounds uh, for the challenge. The camera does appear to be fully working, uh, except for the switch to turn the flash completely off. Um, other than that, uh, as the power zoom name implies, it has a 38 to 70 millimeter lens built in, a flash, self-timer. Uh, it would even let you date stamp the pictures if uh, you wanted to throw a watch battery in there. Uh, so. Overall, I think a fine selection for the challenge. Of course, probably a 200 speed film, not ideal um, under the circumstances. And uh, using a film I've never used and a camera I've never used also uh, presented a few challenges. I did love the topic of music, uh, a lot of fond memories of taking pictures of friends, bands, and dimly lit clubs. Uh, as I was getting more serious about photography, so that helped me learn a little bit. But the options for live music these days, of course, uh, somewhat limited. So instead, I opted to go a little experimental. The first image I'm calling my Hackneyed Hockney. It is a collage of eight pictures I took of my guitar out on my back porch in direct sunlight. Um, I was probably a little bit too close for the minimal focus distance, um, but I did enjoy uh, the the way that the final product ended up. Of course, the image you're seeing is that was taken with my phone, uh, but for the images of the guitar itself, I printed just printed them out on plain paper at eight by ten and and assembled them. Uh, it was it was a neat little experiment. Uh, the, of course, 
direct sunlight blew out all of the details of the guitar itself and uh, what you can see is is not in sharp focus uh, not even as sharp as as the boards making up the porch in the background but a good lesson to learn for for future challenges uh, the second image I like to call a random pile of miscellaneous musical paraphernalia um, let's be honest I just needed to run the last few uh, shots off the roll <laughs> but it was fun to throw that together uh, you're looking at some drumsticks a drum pad guitar strings fretboard polish a string winder picks a pitch pipe uh, some capos a string winder um, a tuner all of that is sitting on top of a music book of Jim Croce's greatest hits um, but in my defense, you know, Jim Croce is not only an excellent 70s analog musician, but the greatest hits album itself was called Photographs and Memories, so I thought that was fitting. Uh, just for a little fun, at the very bottom, when I thought of music, I thought of all the old mixtapes from my youth, and thought uh, that if I were to put together a Sunny 16 Podcast Greatest Hits Volume 1, uh, mixtape. It would probably look something like uh, what you can't read at the bottom of the image. Uh, starts off with The Evil Stands High by Raha, of course. Uh, and then we get into such early hits and deep cuts as No Such Thing as a Free Grandma. Uh, no Free Grandmas on my Vivitar. Uh, Fuji Fuji Epson Mac, the dance mix, of course. Uh, shooting Harry Biker Fish in a Barrel. Ain't no party like a T-Max party. Knowledge is knowing that a pepper is not a camera. Zeiss, Zeiss, baby. Hamish, what camera should I buy? And new film, who dis? So it was a really fun challenge. I uh, got to try out a new camera, a uh, film I've never used, and try out a new technique. So uh, fun all around. And of course, that's sort of the, the point to the challenge. And all for less than 11 pounds. So... You know, as far as the images are concerned, I'd give myself a solid E for effort, but otherwise had a fun time putting it all together. Uh, thank you all for the podcast and the community, and I hope everybody's doing well. Thank you very much, Billy, for sending that in. Also, if you found the tones of Billy soothing, as I certainly do, then please go to Sunday 16 Presents and listen to the um, show from last week, the on location from last week, where Billy talked us through his experiences and experiments with making some prints using the cyanotype technique, uh, which was great, really good. Um, so, yes, thank you very much for that as well, Billy. Um, shall we move on and look at these pictures, guys, now that we've had a chance to go through that? Uh, so... Um, the first one I'm looking at here, uh, and also you are too, because we're all looking at the same show notes, which makes things yeah. easier. Um, uh, Claire, I'm going to let you describe what's going on here with this. Well, I'm quite intrigued by this image, actually, because my eyes are straight away drawn to a cassette, a tape. So really in keeping with, 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 with analogue. And there's, a, um, there's some drumsticks um, and... Um, there's a magazine, His Greatest Hits. Um, Jim, can someone pronounce the, the surname on the, the magazine? Croke. Croke, yeah. Sure. And, and what's really intriguing me here is um, there's, a little, there's a little note um, next to the cassette 
so I'm kind of wondering um wondering on 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 the kind of the message of the image it looks like it says sunny 16 podcast on that does it does it I can't yeah I haven't got um glasses on yeah and there's can you read the rest of it John or or not you can see I can't see so yeah and we've got some um some headphones um is it like a little sort of walkman is it that I'm seeing or um uh yes is uh, it a little mp3 player yes yeah an mp3 but it looks like we've got um it looks like a is it a slider for a guitar yeah. so there's like um yeah so so a lot of kind of um musical um paraphernalia that's a good word yeah yeah it's great in the first image yeah definitely i, I love the fact that it speaks i mean i, I love one, I love the picture of that guy, Jim Croak, on the front of his book. That's a great moustache he's got going on. Um, but <laughs> Billy is clearly, as I think many um, photographers are, is into music. Hence, we've got the guitar stuff and the drum stuff. The um, yeah. That note that you can see uh, is... It's the cassette insert, um, and as you say, it says Sunny Sixteen Podcast. And Because the, the picture's not terribly sharp, because the camera it was shot on. But... Um, I can see on here that it does. I think track number one looks like it is. Um, I, I can see on there the evil. I think the evil stands high. I can see Zeiss Zeiss baby. I think there's definitely a few riffs there from some of, a combination of show names and stuff like that that make suitable song titles. So um, that's uh-huh. what, Billy. Please do uh, take a picture on your phone and send this in there so we can properly appreciate what you put on that thing there. But yeah, that's great. Um, so I think the next two pictures are, are obviously um kind of work together don't they so um yeah. you've got the individual bits uh the multiple pictures of a guitar from different angles and different parts and then mm. the the quite impressive uh third image is the one where all those pictures have been put together like a jigsaw puzzle to, to make this awesome picture of a guitar it's a really fun idea isn't it that one yeah no definitely so we've got like a collage and then like you say like the jigsaw yeah, really good. Really good. What do you think of these, John? I think that's great. The the collage one's awesome. I wonder, wonder if he's printed those himself in the dark room. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a fun idea, isn't it? And actually, looking at them all separately, you'd never think that it would create such a perfect image. Yeah, I know that he says that it's not. And you can't quite see these from the pictures, but they're not as in focus as maybe he would want them to be. But um, He's using a, a Vivitar Series 1, 460PZ, um, and Vivitar, you know, ask for it by name, or don't. I mean, that also also is a good, pretty good one, but, you know, it's very much a cheap shots camera. Um, but I really like the results. I do love these, the idea of making a collage of out of multiple images of something. I think that can work really well, um, and it has in this case. It just, uh, it... You, know, you were talking earlier about Claire about the sort of the fractal fractal thing that you've got for your lens. Yeah. It's not the same, but again, it just it yeah it brings a bit of an energy no, I, in this kind of this shattered glass kind of look to the picture. Absolutely, the th- the third one we're looking at, yeah, yeah definitely the, the jigsaw one. No, I I completely completely agree, and it's actually and it's a fine looking guitar as well. Um, for 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 listeners, it's a we're looking at a nice uh, acoustic guitar here. Um, but no, I like I, I love the way it's it's been it's been organised, very imaginative. Yeah, great. And also when you're sh- 
Another, I think, a smart move that Billy has made here is that by doing this and taking an awful lot of pictures of one thing, he's got through a lot of shots in his cheap shot challenge role through a camera he probably he doesn't has, enjoy yeah. using in one go. Well, that's sensible. Uh, that way you get, sort of get through the pain quickly. Um, and the, the the fact that the focus has missed the camera a bit and more hit the bench point, that's neither here nor there. It's still good. still good. Okay. Um, what have we got next? Okay, so the next up is uh, email. Do you want to take this one for us, John, from Jonathan Becker? Sure thing. Let me just have a quick drink before I do. <laughs> and hit your gong. Are we going to get that as well? <laughs> Gong. Do you want a gong? Sure. Let's give the listeners a gong. <laughs> oh, that sounds lovely, John. <laughs> it's nice. <isn't> it? <laughs> I need I need to hear that. Um the the start of my day and the end of the day. <laughs> I'll send you a high quality recording so you can Yeah, please do. Please do. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> Here's uh, Jonathan Becker. Dear Sunbeams. It's been way too long since the last backing paper. I even missed the sound of schnauzer in my headphones. So emergency email to the rescue. I wanted to congratulate you all for your emerging Sunny 16 podcast empire. It's really impressive to see the diversity in the Sunny 16 Presents feed. Now, oh, thank you, Jonathan. To this hour, there is still no show by Graham. <laughs> no messing around. But I did enjoy all the others very much. I also love the shorter list of contributions. Mm. Really great. Recently, I was lucky to get my hand on a box full of boxes of 8x10 film. It's from a shutdown scientific lab, and the film type is mainly Kodak Biomax. I think it's very similar to X-ray mm. film, but used for other scientific applications. Unfortunately, it's all expired for over 10 years. For normal photographic film, this wouldn't be too bad. But as it turns out, these types of films are not handling this well. I did a few exposures, but the material is so heavily fogged, it's unusable. Too bad, because I had some great results recently using fresh X-ray film. Do you by any chance have an idea if there's anything I could do? Maybe overexposing it by a lot or another developer? Um, if I remember correctly, Graham also had a role of extremely old film stock that was not holding up very well. Did anything come of that? My guess would be that this is more or less a lost cause. But I also had another idea. With expired paper, you can do lumen prints, so you should be able to do lumen negatives with this film. A quick Google search, and yes, this seems to be a thing. I did a few of them, and they turned out quite nice. You can find them in a Flickr album. We'll put the link in the show notes or attach this email. The negatives need a lot of light and I exposed them for 45 minutes with UV light from a lamp and the density is still not very impressive, but I really like the results. It's missing the surprising colours of paper prints, but it's all a bit more subtle. But having a negative on the film gives you a lot of options. I do also suspect that I might be the first person doing lumen negatives on 8x10 film which would normally be considered a terrible waste of material, but I could be very wrong. If you've got any uh, ideas what to do with this material, that would be very welcome. Wish you all the best. Hope you're doing well and are safe. Best regards, Jonathan. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Yeah, that is, I don't think I've ever seen Lumen prints on negatives before for that exact reason. It's like, <laughs> it costs a fortune, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Late by still it's a good idea if you if it's 
not something you want to use for anything else, then um, why not use it for that? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm just having a quick look to see if I can find any information uh, on what this Biomax stuff is. Um, yeah. But... Uh, Have you looked at the images on Flickr? Yeah. I love the third one. I, I looked... I, I've had a look at the images... Um, the third one I really like. Is it like it looks like it could be? Um, is it dandelions? I'm probably getting yeah. my flora wrong, my flowers wrong, but it's it's really lovely. The halo effect around yeah bits basically is that's really nice, isn't it? Yeah, no, yeah, they're lovely. Really nice. I don't think that's a waste of using the film at all. I think for a film that sounds as though the own that it's going to be that or the bin. I suppose the other thing that you could potentially do with it. Um, is have a go at making contact prints from it. That might work as well in the same way. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. But I, I don't... It, it, with all that fogging for actually taking pictures, although mm -hmm. there are things you can do to help control it. Uh, we talked about recently uh, the fact that I use HC110, which is the best off-the-shelf developer for using with old film to help bring down the fogging. Um and I think there is stuff that you can add to developer. I think it might be bromide, but I might be wrong on that. That can, again, help deal with fog. But if there's just a lot of it there, that's never going to get yeah. all the way through. So, And when you're shooting 8x10 and putting that much time and effort into doing it, to do that and then get disappointing results probably isn't worth it. When you can get beautiful results using it in this way, I think that makes a lot more sense, really. Um I suppose um, it, you could cut it up to do some experiments with, like in like you could even do it in like a medium format or thirty five mil, couldn't you? Just just to try out different developers um, to see if you can get something a bit with a bit more punch to it, get rid of that fog, and then you could translate yeah. that to to your larger format shots. Yeah, um, yeah, and like I said, I, I'm just. I mean, I know that this film is ten years old. There are actually more than one biomax film um made for different things so i suspect depending on what it is you've got it just it may well have yeah so it's used for all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff it's great it's great there's a thing that's still out there and being used the film still has great use in medical science um anyway um claire do you want to take this next one which is another cheap shots challenge one from ian wallace <laughs> yeah um, so, um, Ian Wallace, and it's in brackets, on a hill road. Um, so, hi, Sunnies. Um, I've had more fun trying to focus the Ilford sportsman at three feet in very little light. It also tried to chew the sprockets and scratch the film this time. <laughs> Bad sportsman. <laughs> I've attached a little audio clip for you. You can just use it to understand the entry or play it if you like. So, maybe we can just hear the audio here. Hi, Ian Wallace here. Uh, once again, I've uh, got out my Ilford Sportsman for the Cheap Shots Challenge, and uh, I think I ended up testing it to its limit again. Before I even started, the case was falling apart, so I sat and restitched the leather on the case. So I thought, well, I'm going to end up using this a few times, I think, so um, I don't want the annoyance of it falling apart on me every time I pick it up. Put some HP5 in the uh, Ilford Sportsman and then wondered what on earth I was going to do for the music subject. 
really music's a live thing. It's something that happens. It's something that's great to photograph when it's happening in front of you. And there's really no chance of that at the moment. So I thought, well, I'm going to be going around the house again. So um, I ended up working a number of ideas, um, some of which worked and some of which didn't. Um, I spent a lot of time in the dark with a bicycle torch, painting things with light. Um, and a lot of my exposures ended up between, well, I think the longest one was four minutes and, and nearly everything was in a large number of seconds or at least a minute or two minutes. Anyway, the three that I've picked out to send in are um, all pictures of my gramophone or my gramophone records. And um, I think the one that I like the effect of best uh, was an exposure of at least a minute uh, while the gramophone record played and you can see the movement of the head on the disc and so um, it's quite nice from that effect so the arm on the record is all blurred um, but the gramophone round it's all sharp the camera was on a tripod um, and there we go so that's my cheap shot challenge for music you can find me at Ian underscore on a hill road on Instagram or Twitter. I think it was a brave move to change the successful Sunny 16 formula, but nothing ventured, as they say. You can't progress without change, and Sunny 16 Presents is providing a lot of new variety, which is great. Um, thank you very much, Ian. Um, and I look forward to the future episodes. Best regard, Ian Wallace. That's... And then he's got some, some images Okay, so Claire, do you want to talk to us about these images? What are we looking at here? Yeah, well, actually, I really like these images. We're looking at, um, I've got three images, so we're looking at a gramophone, I would say, mm -hmm. um, a Sonora gramophone. So um, the first image, what's actually cap cap capturing my captivating my eye is the little booklet um, on the side, on the left-hand side of the image. Um, with the sort of little 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 Jack Russell, um, the and there's kind of I'm just thinking we've got the first image. The exposure is it's slightly darker than if we say move to the third image that I'm looking at, um, which is um, in 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 motion. We can see the the the, the record uh, spinning around here. Um, and, and the booklet's gone and then I'm intrigued with the third image I'm um, sorry the second image um, I'm taking it this is um, is this the back of the of, of the what is the the second image is it the back of the the gramophone with it with the, the the records in I thought it's it's either record storage cupboard yeah or it's like a jukebox <laughs> and the records okay. could be yeah <laughs> it could be a jukebox so it, we're looking at records um listeners so again it, it very much in keeping in keeping with, with with analog we're looking at a lot of vinyl um i love vinyl uh, i don't know if any listeners do um yeah so yeah Gra graham your thoughts ah uh, I, I love them i think um i I love the fact that he's. I know how hard it is to close focus with the um, things yes, like cameras like yes. the because there's, 
and he's done a really good job with it. I love how grainy the film is. I think it just tonally, uh, in both terms of the tone of the image and the, the, the whole setting, I think it works really nicely. I like the fact they're all quite dark. I think it's really cool. Um, yeah. And just love to see these beautiful old um, yeah. pieces of history really and yeah i think i think it's a record storage cabinet i don't think it's a dupe okay. i think i don't think it is yeah. um but still really cool. I'm, I'm glad you've mentioned the grain yeah because i actually i like grain mm. and um i i like like you say like i agree with you grain I, I really like the grain in these images and actually i'm i'm kind of thinking i would love this as a prop <laughs> one of the, this would make a great pop, a prop yeah um so yeah Lovely. Yeah, and I and I love the fact that he's got the motion in that last image as well, the motion the, yes, of the definitely. needle and this whole thing moving across. Um, yeah. Because it just shows it's yeah. it's not just a piece of history; it's a piece of history that's still being used now, and that's something we all love about photography is the fact that we're yeah. using these pieces of history. So, yeah. Um, so, like, with that sort of gramophone, is that one? Is the handle on the side where you have to wind it up? Yeah. To make it work. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't that's know. Amazing. That still works. Yeah, that is great. Absolutely lovely. I'm trying to see. I can't see a date on how old that thing is. Um, it's a beautiful piece of um, kit, isn't it? It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Um, how, Claire, I've asked John this recently, and I'm sure his answer this week is going to be even better, but I haven't had a chance to ask you, how are your Cheap Shots Challenge adventures pursuing this time? <gasps> um, well, it's funny. <laughs> I've nearly started. <laughs> Yeah, I have. Needed, well, no, actually, I have done some. I have done some, actually, but I might be in danger of being um, disqualified because <laughs> You're of... shooting with a Nikon F5. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, sort of, not not quite, but yeah, um, maybe I need to uh, get the get the holder out again and or the Diana out so again. So what have you been shooting uh, with, Claire? Well, I did some actually on an SX70, which I know is a bit cheating. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's uh, not a cheap shots <laughs> camera, is it? Yeah. Um, so, so um, yes, I suppose I, I'm I'm behind. Um, uh, I think I will stick. I'll, I'll probably will stick actually with the with the Diana again, um, so I can you know keep with that for my challenge. Because I, I know we, I know we disagree over it, Graham, but I still you know. I have a place in my heart for the Diana camera. No, I, I, no that's good. And I, I respect you sticking with it. Um, can yeah. you tell us what the um, the idea you're working on? This Are you working on a particular plan or are you just grabbing stuff as you see it that you think it fits? What are you going with this time? Um, it, it's in character again. So the ones I've already shot um, were had a theme of... In fact, I was thinking of... What inspired me was, um, you know, the Twin Peaks series, mm -hmm. and um, it was season, sorry, season one um, or series one, and I can't remember. I don't know the exact number of the episode. But it could be episode eight, um, but you know, but I could be wrong on that one. But basically, it's the episode where the giant's there, and he says, you know, it's happening again, and. Um, we find out who killed Laura Palmer and we have Julie Cruz singing. Um, and I just think that scene of Julie Cruz singing um, basically inspired me. Um, so I did something on that theme. 
um, in that kind of a well I tried to let's put it that way I tried to <laughs> Thanks, um, and then and then another yeah and then another idea I had um, I've got like a really small keyboard which I haven't done yet so I was thinking of outdoors something with with my with my small keyboard so maybe that's yet to come <laughs> awesome uh john how are you getting on yes <laughs> uh, my idea is progressing i still haven't created an image yet but the next phase i need to know your favorite chords and or chord progressions <laughs> my favorite chords i will, I, will... Oh, I had yeah. a pair from gap <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mm -hmm. mean this is right and then i'm going to be feeding that into what i create so if any listeners would like to send in their favorite chord progressions okay. then uh i'll be creating pieces based on those that's very cryptic john and, i know and isn't it is this still are you still planning on is this still a uh, without camera cheap shots challenge that you're going to be doing yeah this is going to be a, a cameraless image ah. yeah this is uh okay oh, I seeing that. we can't we can't badger rachel to find out how she's getting on we can make some assumptions <laughs> she's probably nearly started much like myself um i haven't got any further than that although um, I have got my camera loaded up now, so at least that's somewhere. Now I, I think I, I just need to pick. I, I, I haven't spoken to you about this, Claire, but my basic plan is I'm going to try and recreate some record covers, but I haven't decided which ones yet. Oh, fantastic! Um, that's such a good idea. I, well, yeah. <laughs> we talked last week. Um, I think well when we last talked about this, John and I, and I said, as I'm a big fan of Kate Bush, I might try. <laughs> And, oh, and the fact that we yeah. have such similar <laughs> figures um, uh, that I might try something I, I might, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, what's the one of her as um, just as a lion on top of, uh, what's that one? Oh, yeah, yeah, Lionheart, yeah. Um, Lionheart, yeah. Yeah, I could do that. Or on a kite, I could do that. Um, the kite, yeah. What's what's that album? That's, that's the kick the, inside. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I could right. do that. That's such a good idea, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> Running up that hill. Get myself some... In your leotard. Yeah, exactly. It's what it's what everybody wants. <laughs> no, definitely not what everybody wants. It's a horrifying idea. But um, yeah, need to get our fingers out because we. I think we kind of said uh, end of the month for this, so we've got a couple of weeks left. I know. I know. Uh, I love a good deadline. Um, okay, uh, quick one here. Well, not quick, one, but um, Ian Fleming wrote in uh, to let us know about a man who owns three thousand cameras. Mm -hmm. You guys looked into this. So what's the what's the story with this? Oh, do you want me to say? Um, it's, <laughs> Don't both <laughs> rush in. Go team, Sunny 16. Um, the, the cameras were owned by, um, what's his name? Just looking at the article. Neville Jim Matthew, who unfortunately passed away in oh. 2017. But he'd been collecting cameras for years and he's got 3,000 of them or something ridiculous. Um, now, there are a lot of like, box brownies yeah. and lubatils but like there's a final picture in the article and if you have a scour around that there's a few large format cameras in there and a few little oddities as well i i quite like um there's like a massive box of uh kodak gold i think just like that you'd get as a promo piece in a camera shop i love stuff like that <laughs> yeah um so yeah it's like it's worth having a look and basically the article is just discussing what's going to happen to the collection next and hope that it can actually be turned into a bit of a museum where people yeah. can go and see them. I must also mention that he's got a 
Big Bird from Sesame Street Viewmaster, which has got like pink heart sunglasses on it, and that just looks awesome. <laughs> so I'd, I'd definitely go and see that if it was in a museum. Yeah, it actually reminded me, John, of um, when I looked at the image. If you ever, if you've ever been to the Manchester Camera Exchange, which I'm sure yeah. um, a lot of listeners have, have have been there, and you walk in. And that's what his um that's what it looked like to me. It looked like the the Manchester camera exchange, which is kind of like camera heaven. <laughs> you go in and you're just like, Oh, where do I begin? Um but yeah, a phenomenal um collection. Yeah. And yes, as you say, the fact that they're hopefully now it's gonna be turned into a museum there. Yeah. Um that'd be yeah. lovely. Uh, a, a good a good thing for the local community, hopefully, and just a nice place to go and see that amazing collection of cameras. It's really great really great um uh, makes me feel better about how many i've got certainly <laughs> not as many as and, and nice and nice for the gentleman that's passed away as well because it was obviously they were obviously exceptionally meaningful to him mm. uh, to, to collect that many so it, it's good that um i think it's been made into a museum so that's really positive yeah okay uh we've got one final quick short email um from ben reynolds uh who just writes in to say, uh, Hey, Sunny Bunnies, old and new, long time, no email. One question. Did I miss episode 200? <laughs> Love you. Bye. <laughs> From Ben Reynolds, who's at Ben Reynolds, but without any vowels, on the Instagram uh, and Twitter also. Um, well, <laughs> no. I mean, and yes. Um, so episode 200, we're... <laughs> We're at episode 219 of the Sunny 16 podcast at the moment. Uh, no, episode 200 kind of... We decided to skip it because at the time things weren't great uh, in the world and we couldn't do it justice because, you know, 200 is a big thing and we wanted it to be good. Mm. And it was, I think, uh, end of March or into April that we were going to hit episode 200. And you, you know what? Things... Not great around then, and not conducive to making a great episode 200. Um, but we are going to have an episode 200. I don't know when. <laughs> it might be quite some time. <laughs> but when we do, it will be great. So I think essentially what, what we're going to do is when we can, when we have the freedom to do something awesome again in a way that we don't really at the moment, um, then we will make episode 200 and it'll slot seamlessly in. Uh, yeah, boy. <laughs> 2020, <laughs> what a year, eh? Um, What's going to come first, episode 200 or your episode of Sunny 16 Presents? <laughs> uh, that's a good, good question, John. All right, good moving question. swiftly on. God damn <laughs> um, uh, There's a quick thing here. Um, just a reminder, we've mentioned in the past um, that um, Justin Cornell mm. has been... Um, working and they've been having a uh, the real photography company has been sort of running summer school workshops and stuff like that virtually um and uh this month they are doing um stuff with um caffeinol and soda crystals and all sorts of stuff like that um the hang on let me find because i've forgotten what the actual uh, address you need to go for which is terrible um so, because he doesn't put the email address in the thing. So, yeah, look for the Real Photography Company. Go to um, www.realphotographycompany.co.uk. Um, they've had stuff going on, loads of great resources on there. Just a fun thing to do. Um, got chemigrams coming up this month. I've never had a go at doing chemigrams. Have you had a go mm. at doing that, either of you guys? No. No. 
No, I'm not no. sure. No, I think I've seen people doing so that can be where you put get paper and put like washing up liquid or stuff like that on it to have yeah. weird effects. It, it looks yeah. quite fun, but I've never had a go, so I'm actually super interested in um, seeing what people can do with that. Me too. Um, me too. Yeah. And taking on, you've got Sophie Sherwood, who is one of the real photography company directors, experimenting with different recipes to replace traditional developers' stop and fix using things like coffee, plant leaves, vitamin C, mm. soda crystals, and other household ingredients to develop her prints. Um, so yeah. Well worth checking out, and great that they can. And they're all free as well. And they're all free. That's, yeah, that's a really important thing. Yeah. yeah, and they've done all sorts of stuff over the last few months: um, paper eggs, sun printing, mm -hmm. camera obscura, solography. Yeah, it's great. Just uh, all of this kicked off because everyone was stuck at home, and I think it's wonderful. You know, Justin's a great educator, and I'm sure the people he's working with are too. So um, that's really cool. So that's it for emails. Thank you so much, everybody, for writing in. It made me feel so much better to have emails to read. My life feels just <laughs> a bit empty without. Um, before we get to, on to the end of stuff, um, I thought we'd have a quick catch-up, uh, as has been alluded to in some of the emails back there. Obviously, Sunny 16 Presents has now been going for about a month. I think we're our month anniversary. That's very exciting. <laughs> it's longer than, <laughs> lasted longer than quite a lot of my relationships have. Um <laughs> guys you two have both done fantastic you've both got well john you've got one show out yours was the one that led it all off um claire as this show goes out you'll actually have two shows up on the feed oh wow <laughs> um so we talked before about the uh show you did with jeff greenstein where we talked about the film mm -hmm. blow up um what is the movie that you are talking about this month um this month we're talking about memento um, Christopher Nolan's um, 2000 film, um, which I, I suppose you could say I'm biased, but I think it's a really great film. Have you, have either of you seen it? Yes, yes, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, and um, if you're if you're anything like me, when uh, the first time I watched the film, um, I knew that I, I really enjoyed the film, but. I was befuddled as well and it was one of those films that I had to watch it again and I had to watch it again and um, kind of I think the way the film is structured um, and your experience I think as, as, a, as, as, a, as a viewer um, really I think it, it, it is really well crafted um, around the, the story of the character. Um, so yeah so, so, so that's going out um, this week. Um, and um, for this episode, I talked to Ariel Shellag, who's um, he's based in Tel Aviv and he's a he's a photographer and he's a filmmaker as well. Um, so it was it was great to, to, to get his kind of and that was one of his um, one of his mo movies that was meaningful to him. So it was it was great to, 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 to speak to him and get his insights and his kind of take take on the film. Um, and, and I really enjoyed it, and I enjoyed actually revisiting that film. Um, so yeah, so if 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 you if you if you're interested, yeah, then uh, please look out for that being uh, released this week. Yep, that's fabulous. Um, as was pointedly mentioned, also in an above email, uh, my first show has not yet gone out. <laughs> um, listen, guys. <laughs> um, one, I overcomplicated things for myself, and two, I've been. <laughs> Busy sorting everything else out. So hopefully, 
hopefully i've got nearly all of the pieces together um and it will be ready for next week so um apologies <laughs> to you guys to, to john and claire and rachel um because i should I, the irony of me being the one to, well actually it's completely unsurprising this is exactly what i was yeah. expecting to happen um but i'm very nearly there with mine now in terms of at least getting the material for it um, I'm going to be talking to somebody awesome tomorrow uh, and talked to somebody awesome last week. Well, actually, no, it's Simon Forster. <laughs> Who, it, no, Simon's <laughs> awesome too. Um, so, yeah, that will hopefully be out next week. Um, and as we mentioned also earlier, we, we've had some great listener content on um, and we would love some more. We've got some more stuff lined up. Um, but, yeah, uh, if you've heard any of it, if you think you'd like to do something for us, please do get in touch with us at sunny16presents at gmail.com with your ideas um, I'm, you know, let's make some stuff happen it's been really nice being able to share that stuff um, uh, where are we other stuff um, I was a guest on a podcast this week um, which historically has been cause for concern um, I don't think my appearances on other podcasts have necessarily been great successes <laughs> um but fortunately, I'm only a small part of this podcast. I'm only one part because I was lucky enough to join um, my friends uh, Eric and Vanya on their one-year anniversary um, podcast, their their All Through a Lens podcast. Um, I was their guest on that this week. As I said, fortunately, that's only a small part of that show, so there was a limit to how much damage I could cause within that time. I think I still managed reasonably well. Um, I'm very impressed with Eric's editing skills. We talked for over two hours. He managed to edit it down to about 20 minutes. Um, that's some good going. Although I think it says a lot that once you cut out the utter nonsense from what I say, you're only left with 20 minutes at the end. <laughs> also, there was still nonsense left in there. Um, if you aren't already listening to the All Through a Lens podcast, you really should. Uh, Eric and Vanya put on a great show. Um, it's well researched well put together they talk about things that other podcasts are not talking about this they they look do um looking to historical photographers they do deep dives into all sorts of things um it's it's a really good well put together show and then every other so they have that show every other week and then their in between show dev parties just them developing film uh, in, individually together um, and talking about it as they're going along and every now and again it's a disaster and that's what I live for I love hearing things going wrong for other people it makes me feel better for when it goes wrong for me so um, please I'm sure you already are but if you're not go and give it a listen it's a really great podcast and um, check out episodes probably other than the one that I'm on <laughs> spoiling <laughs> also apologies for my language um, most of my language was great they just edited in the bits where it was bad because normally I don't swear at all but they managed to sneakily sneak some bits in there where I did so I saw everyone off um, John we mentioned earlier that uh, Ethan's Mongoose Kickstarter has now launched Do you want to just talk to us quickly about um, mm -hmm. where that's at at the moment um, I, I... I think if you just go to Kickstarter and search for Mongoose, you will find it. I don't think there's anything else on Kickstarter with that name. Um, it is, let's just bring it up now as a live, oh, I've got the wrong web page, haven't I? Uh, as a live update. <laughs> this is this is slick, isn't it? <laughs> slick. <laughs> I was going to give you a live update on, uh, on where it's Shall at. Shall I tell you? I've got it in front of um, me. Oh, go on. Then. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> The target goal to make it financially viable for Ethan, and this is, uh, hang on a second, is um, £23,334 
or in dollars, uh, that's $30,000, which is a bit more of a round number. And um, Ethan is currently at uh, £15,189. So he is like two thirds of the way to achieving his first goal of just getting it funded, which is spectacular. Uh, It's not even been 24 hours yet. if this is the thing that is of interest to you, go there sooner rather than later because this is it gradually gets more expensive. So the first and cheapest batch is all gone. Um, the first batch, and then it I think creeps up by about twenty five dollars each time. So the second batch, there's twelve left of the second batch. As I read this, that has gone down by I think five since we started recording this podcast <laughs> um and it goes up so it goes from so that those are at 475 dollars and the next one is 500 dollars 525 550 575 you get the idea um all the way up to i think 650 is the highest it gets to um because that's going to be the eventual price when it's not in kickstarter but get on there sooner get it cheap it's really cool um and you were saying john i think i think it might actually end up being more than that when it's not on kickstarter so even if you're in the later batches pre-ordering it you're going to get it cheaper than when it eventually comes out after this process yeah um and there's a great video on there that really shows it off well um go back and if you missed last week's show and you think that the idea of a film scanning setup a sort of dslr film scanning setup that will work super quickly uh is appealing to you this is well worth a look i mean i know you were very interested in it john i know rachel was very interested in it um it's it's really cool it's uh, a great design that ethan has made and um it's great to see it doing well yeah yeah nicely done yeah and as uh, you said on friday you're gonna be doing a dark shed live with ethan do you want to say who your other guest is going to be or is that a secret uh, I'm not going to say in case it doesn't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, um, I think then before we move on to coffee, then the one thing that I nearly completely forgot to do. Oh, and something. Else. Oh no, I've just I've just chucked something else in the notes just before we move on to this. This weekend, oh, yeah. it's the photo show, the virtual yeah. uh, photo UK photo show. So it's the 20th and the 21st of September. It's free to sign up for, and there's an analog spotlight area. Um, and within that, there's like videos have been made by myself. I've done one on setting up a dark room and doing a first print. Um, Pixelator, Cosmo, Chroma, Bellini, Analog Wonderland, Camera Rescue, Silver Pan. And Rachel. Because the entire mm-hmm. list. And Rachel, sorry, yeah, Rachel's yeah. not on for some reason not on that list. Um, but yeah, Rachel's got a video up there as well. And there's a virtual, there's a chat room, and we're all kind of taking interns to man it over those two days. Uh, so come and say hello and have a look at the content and stuff. And if you've got any questions and stuff, well, like I say, there'll be someone in the chat room always. So is the way to access that through signing up for the photo show, photography show live? Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. You you register for it, and then on on the Sunday, you're allowed virtual entrance to a to the whole show. And there's there's loads of other digital stuff there as well, and other things that I guess are relevant, like strobes and other accessories that you might need. But there's a specific analog area as well. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant stuff. Okay. Well, can, uh, is there anything else before I sling in Rachel's stuff? I've forgotten anything else. No, I think that's it. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
well, we said at the beginning that Rachel's been up to loads of fun stuff and got stuff going mm-hmm. on. And originally I said, oh, let me know, Rach, and I'll share that with people. And then I realized that that's a terrible idea. Let's let Rachel share. So hopefully I'll now hand over to Rachel to tell you what she's up to at the moment. Hi, guys, it's Rachel. I'm sorry I haven't been with you for quite a few weeks now. Um, I've really missed chatting chatting with you all and uh, and. Um, speaking with the team, obviously, at Sunny16, um, and hearing from, from our lovely listeners as well. Um, it's been quite a quite a busy time <laughs> here at Little Vintage Photography um, headquarters uh, for me with various uh, various different projects and things. Um, obviously, coming out the other side of lockdown, it's been um, various things that were put on hold beforehand have sort of started up again. Um, first of those uh, really was uh, the Ilford educational videos. So uh, for those of you who don't know, I've been making, um, I've been asked by Ilford to uh, create a series of bite-sized videos um, that were sort of like educational introductions to the dark room and um, sort of first techniques for people to use and experiment with so I was so excited and really pleased and honoured to be asked to do that Um, and uh, I hope that they will have been um, of some use and some inspiration for for people getting excited about getting into the dark room and trying things out and hopefully not feeling like it's too um, uh, sort of like too difficult Um, quite often it's all about you know, having the confidence to try something, isn't it? So, um, yeah, so it's been nice to, really lovely to um, to work with them um, over over the past few months. <laughs> um, we ended up having lockdown right in the middle of us filming. So um, I still had three, three videos to film uh, left um, as lockdown sort of started easing. So I've been back on site um, filming filming those uh, and uh, then there was obviously the whole uh, editing and post-production side of things that needed doing, um, which has finally um, been finished. And so the first of the final three um, was released just the other week, which is on papers and on the different range of Ilfa papers. Um, that they have so uh, that's out now and the other two that are left will be coming soon hopefully um, for you to have a little watch and hopefully enjoy so that was the first of the sort of projects that I was um, also asked by um, Silver Grain Classics which is the fabulous analogue photography magazine um, that I know that some of our listeners will obviously be subscribed to um, definitely worth checking out it's a fabulous um fabulous publication uh, I was asked by them and uh, by Adocs to do a, uh, a sort of field test really of one of their new films so uh, they had the CHS uh, 100 Mark II come out in 35mm and I was uh, asked to basically go and shoot with that and um, document my uh, experiences and how I found it. Uh, I was also given two of the um, ADOX uh, developers to try. So uh, I tried to do a kind of very much a, um, you know, sort of uh, from my from my sort of like perspective and perception uh, sort of test. It wasn't um, it wasn't at all technical. <laughs> uh, it was very much a subjective uh, test. I uh, went and shot. Um, I set up a uh, sort of photo shoot out in the garden in a big outdoor open space that was kind of my first 
first shoot um, post lockdown. Uh, so it was a, a strange but lovely experience um, because I was able to work with two fabulous models who um, I work with quite often, uh, Val and Steph. Um, and uh, it was I was really pleased with actually with how the images came out and um, how the film behaved um, and it was fascinating actually seeing how the two different developers had reacted um, when I when I took the images out afterwards I took the rolls out afterwards and then scanned them uh, just seeing the different kind of like qualities of uh, of the different developers uh, because I used my OM system so my Olympus OM1 and my uh, Olympus OM30 um, so I was trying to keep it as close to the same cameras and sort of lens kit and what have you as possible um, and taking similar comparable shots and then processing them in the two different types of developer so it was really interesting to see how they came out um, so issue eight is out now of the silver grain classics and my article is in there you'll see my images in there and sadly we lost out on the um on the cover to Jeff Bridges but you know of all the people to lose out on the cover of a magazine too um I couldn't have wished for a nicer dude right so uh yeah I was really pleased and very honored to have my work published alongside um fantastic actor Jeff Bridges and uh, it was fascinating again to read his um his article as well and the excellent interview that Karis did with um and the excellent interview that Karis did uh, with him as well so yeah it's uh it's been it's been a great uh few weeks but quite um quite busy um i was uh, i've also been um set up setting up get to get filming done for um a basically what was would have been an in-person workshop as part of the learning and education participation team at the walker art gallery in liverpool um they are currently uh, running the Linda McCartney retrospective exhibition which is a fabulous exhibition of her work and um, is on between August and November and they approached me to basically create a workshop that I would have gone and delivered in person um, but to do that virtually at home so uh, so I was busy sort of setting up and trying to film film that on my on my own and uh and what have you but I have created that now I filmed that and um edited that and sent that off um this just this week and uh yeah it's uh it's been really um it's been a lot of fun to do and really fantastic to have been asked to do that I've basically created a video that gives an introduction to vintage cameras and um, you know how film how film photography works just in general as a very much an overview um got to share some of my collection which is lovely um talked a little bit about contact sheets and how you can use those and then um i've also added a little sort of step-by-step guide to building your own pinhole viewer um which is a kind of uh, more more live version so shall we say of my um uh, video that i created for my analog adventure kit so the analog adventure analog adventure kit is the kit that i sort of invented and that has cyanotype sun prints in it to make your own and build your own pinhole viewer so they asked me to adapt that really um for for their audience at the walker art gallery so as i say the exhibition of linda mccartney's work is on 
until November and it looks absolutely wonderful. So uh, if you get a chance, um, I definitely say go along and check that out because it looks fabulous. Um, and my video will be going, will be being released online. Um, so I'm not sure exactly when, um, just waiting to hear back confirmation from the from the team there that they're happy with it all and and then hopefully that'll be getting released online so um i'll let you know when that happens too um at the weekend i emptied out and reorganized my home darkroom because it's been sitting there being a little bit neglected um over the last few months um i'm uh, i'm also making a um a print for the photography show auction which is happening um, between the 19th and the 25th of September and the photography show itself is happening on the 20th and 21st so that's the Sunday and Monday um, 20th and 21st of September and there's going to be a whole analogue uh, photography spot analogue there's going to be a whole analogue spotlight um, which will be obviously looking at analogue photography film photography all the fantastic um uh, companies and uh, people that we know and love um, will be there with their sort of like virtual stands um, occupying space in a virtual chat space as well so you can ask people questions um, there's going to be videos uh, I know that John is um, has produced one and that that will be shown um, Hamish actually filmed me delivering my cyanotype demonstration video last year at TPS 2019 and so uh, because I won't be actually there on the day virtually um, or on the days on the Sunday, Monday, um, they will be screening that video um, as my contribution to to the photography show virtual virtually um, this this time. So um, that'll be going out at some point over those two days as well. Um, and uh, and yes, the Disabled Photographers Society have decided to create an auction of prints and I was asked um which was wonderful to um to create a print if I would if I'd be able to donate a handmade print a darkroom print so I actually chose one of the images that I shot for the Silver Grain Classics um, magazine article uh, which I've called Lockdown Light on Lockdown Leaves um and uh, it was one that I was really pleased with that um, just sort of like really seemed to highlight the the sort of airy airiness of the film, the Adox film, and um, and just that lovely glow. So I'm really looking forward to getting that printed up. I've been doing some contact sheets um, just now that I've managed to get the uh, the dark room space reorganised, and it feels like a nice space to be creative in again and to work in. So looking forward to to making up the print by hand for the auction. And uh, and yeah, I'm um, very honoured again to be having my work shown alongside um, fantastic names like um, our Solar Can Sam, Sam Cornwell. He's got an image in there and um, the wonderful Tim Rudman as well. I know obviously Graham's a massive fan of Tim's work, as am I. And uh, it's just lovely to sort of see, see my print sort of... Um, being sort of displayed alongside theirs as well is awesome so yeah I hope it will raise a lot of money for the Disabled Photographers Society because obviously it's a real shame that we haven't been able to go in person this year and and enjoy the uh, the stall and uh, make all our purchases but um, hopefully this can go some small way to towards that so make sure you check out the Facebook events the photography show on uh, Facebook will have all of the 
information hopefully Graham might be able to put a link in the show notes and the actual photography show itself will be happening virtually online on the on the 20th and 21st of September I think that's right yes <laughs> the Sunday Monday anyway so um so yeah so that's kind of like where I'm up to um I, let me just have a little look I think I wrote a couple more notes if there was anything else that I've been up to oh yes of course um quick little update on my Patreon so for those of you who don't know, um, or for those of you who do, I have a Patreon membership um, where I've set up um, something called the Analog Academy, uh, which is a kind of learning and sharing and community space. And if you go to patreon.com forward slash little vintage photography, you'll find me there with all the various posts and things. If you join or upgrade to the 35mm tier, that's um, that allows you access to the analog academy and as part of that i've been delivering well i say delivering hosting uh, virtual um virtual film development parties each month which are so much fun i'm having loads of fun doing those it's been wonderful seeing everybody's lovely faces uh, basically developing film at the same time from sort of around the world um so uh we've i've already held the first two the third edition uh, September's uh, meet um, is going to be on the 27th of September, the Sunday, uh, the 27th of September, two o'clock uh, UK time. So if you have joined or upgraded to the 35mm tier or above and um, accessed the Analog Academy, you can obviously... It, it gives you a free space, a free seat at each of those. So it'd be wonderful to see you there if you'd like to join me um, and the rest of, rest of the community who are um, taking part in that. That would be fantastic. Um, I actually have a really exciting announcement, which is that this month in September, if you, if you do join or upgrade um, this month, I'm also able to, I've managed to kind of like wangle the, um, <laughs> um, access to getting you a free roll of uh, Lomo Kino film which is fantastic so um, that's through Analog Acad- um, that's through Analog Wonderland um, lovely Paul there um, I've basically um, spoken to him and uh, he's uh, he's given us a code that's exclusively for for my Patreon members um, of those tiers and uh, it means that you can basically choose one of the lovely Lomo Kino films and you'll get that for free so it's worth up to um, £9.50 uh, which is not to be sniffed at and is effectively about 40% of the membership fee uh, for the month covered anyway so excellent uh, excellent bonus there I think um, so if you would like to join us and if you'd like to get your paws on your own uh, free Lomo Kino film um, you can uh, go along to patreon.com forward slash little vintage photography and you'll find all the details there so yeah I think that's probably about it from me in terms of my update um, again I'm so sorry that I haven't been able to see you guys recently um well not that I ever really see you but obviously talk to you um and chat with the team but um they've been doing a fabulous job um without me so <laughs> um it's all kind of okay anyway um I hope to be back um talking with you guys again soon and uh, in the meantime obviously just carry on um shooting film and being nice to each other and um we'll chat soon okay bye Okay, that leaves us really with just moving on to say thank you to our coffee donors. Um, 
as we always like to. Uh, we have got a couple of um, donors we want to say special thank you to this week uh, who've gone on the website and uh, donated. Um, so uh, Colin Cameron, who is at cbc.analog, spelt the correct way with a U at the end, on Instagram. And uh, Jonathan Becker, who sent it to us for Coffinol for podcast development. And Jonathan, <laughs> who obviously wrote to us as well. Thank you so much, Jonathan. Now, for our recurring donors, um, we've been thinking long and hard about this. And because backing paper has become now significantly less frequent than it was, I don't think we can... <laughs> I think, sadly, we've had to furlough our researchers because I don't think I can do, they can do um, <laughs> a month's <laughs> worth of facts. And also, I don't think anybody really can face that either. Uh, so here's, here's at least some of the things that, and this is kind of what things we should have done ages ago anyway. Firstly, um, we put a post up on the coffee website uh, about 2016 presents and everything like that, which hopefully most people have seen um, who are recurring donors because uh, it shows up for them. If you are a recurring donor and you've listened to 2016 presents and you will have hopefully heard that at the beginning of every show, we have just a little audio logo where um, uh, Claire's done one and we had myself, I did one and um, John, <laughs> John did one, <laughs> um, which I just <laughs> used to torment him and put on Twitter and made him sound silly, but, by the by. Um, uh, but we also would really love it if um, our recurring donors who are up for it would just send in the, uh, just a, a short audio file of themselves mm. saying Sony 16 presents and we can use those as well. So, so far, uh, Billy Sanford has sent one in, Jeff Greenstein has sent one in and Joe Baker has sent one in, which I'll be able to use and I think in some cases have used already on the beginning of these. So if you are a recurring donor and you'd be up for doing that, that would be lovely. Just email us at um, Sony16presents at gmail.com with an audio file. You can do it on your phone just as long as the sound quality is reasonable and just record yourself sort of three four times just saying sunny 16 presents in different ways or like john just lose your mind slightly <laughs> have a moment you should definitely sing sunny 16 presents and send that to graham <laughs> yeah because graham definitely won't use that to um, humiliate you in public uh, the other thing for our recurring donors which is the thing that we should have done a long time ago but because it was left to me to organize it never happened is we got stickers. We got stickers quite some time ago, thanks to our coffee donors, and we wanted to send those out. <laughs> so if you are a recurring donor, please send us your address. Drop us a line at sunny16podcast.gmail.com with your address. And John and I, because if I bring John into it, then it'll actually happen. John and I are going to meet up and we will get some stickers sent out. Um, better late than <laughs> never. We might even... <laughs> So you might be thinking, well, no, I've met you you guys, uh, if you live in the UK, I've met you guys at the photography show, let's say, or a photo, and I got some stickers. Um, I think we're going to get some Sunny 16 Present stickers made as well. So, you know, complete the sticker set. So, yes. I might even put some of my uh, postcards in as well. There you so. go. This is very exciting. Mm. Um, so, yes, for the time being at least, the donor facts are taking a potentially permanent hiatus <laughs> so draw a large breath of relief everybody um but thank you so much to everybody who has and continues to support us on coffee um hopefully you 
appreciate what we've been using it for lately um, with the Sony 16 Presents feed, uh, with getting things like getting Claire sorted out with the microphone. Uh, we're going to get me, which I'm not so keen on, but we're going to get me sorted out with a camera, uh, not a taking pictures <laughs> camera, but with a um, webcam. That's the word I'm grasping for, so that we can do some video stuff. Um, this is what we're using the money for, so we can bring more stuff mm-hmm. uh, to you, which we're excited about doing. And you just enable us to be able to do that. So thank you so much. It really means a huge amount to us, um, both uh, yes. <laughs> emotionally and financially. <laughs> no, no, def- definitely a big thank you. It's very, very generous. Are you enjoying, Claire? Do you feel more podcasty now you've got a proper mic to talk into? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Definitely. And um, John, I mean, is there anything we need to get for you? Stuff so you can dye your hair a more sensible colour, maybe? Uh, yeah, I, actually, my roots coming through. So, oh. yes, yeah, more hair dye and uh, an aircon unit for the shed would be quite oh, nice. Oh, yeah, well. that's what John needs. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. We've got things to work towards. Um, I think that does it, doesn't it, guys? Is there anything that I've forgotten? I don't think so. No. no? Claire, have you got anything coming up in the no. next week or so that you want to draw people's attention to? Um, I've got, well, there's the, if people want to look online, um, there's the, um, ISO 600 instant festival that's happening in Bologna. Um, if, if anything drastic happens, um, with the COVID, I don't know if it'll be online. I don't know, but, um, you can certainly have a look at that, um, online. Um, that's it. I, I, I was very privileged as well to have some images, um, included in a, in a in an upcoming um, magazine, which is a beautiful um, print magazine called Optico. I don't know if you've you've seen it. No, maybe not familiar put, with that one. Maybe put a link up for that magazine. Um, yeah, so so that's what I can think. I'm thinking, is there anything else coming up? Um, there's all our episodes, isn't there? All our all our Sunny Sixteen stuffs coming up. Um, and and I, I I've been really enjoying Rachel's um, videos that she's been doing. Yes, <laughs> she's been doing lots of workshops and lots of videos as well. I really enjoyed her her video, um, the ones that she's got on her her um, Patreon account, and the one she's done been doing for Ilford. I think they've been really good yeah. and really informative. Um, so yeah, they've been great. Yeah, Rachel's keep eyes out for those. Yes, yeah, there's a really, couple more really to solid. come. I think. Yeah. Yeah lovely stuff well i think that's enough i think that's plenty you've got loads of stuff going on um compared to me where i've just got failing to do the things i'm supposed to be going on so <laughs> um well listeners thank you so much for listening as always we will let you go now and leave you playing out with the wonderful band schnauzer oh it's so nice to have schnauzer back in the house i i have missed them <laughs> Ooh, too <Schnauzer. laughs> we love schnauzer um with remortgaging the nest of hairs you can find their music on Bandcamp and on youtube and on spotify and all over the place um do go and check it out it's really genuinely great i love it and um, i keep hounding duncan to let me know when he's gonna have the new stuff coming out uh, until next time listeners thank you so much and goodbye good night Bye.